Warning, this podcast contains strong language, graphic nudity, and depictions of extreme stupidity and is meant only for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Or not, you do you. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of The Worst Podcast on Mars, also known as a podcast you can't refuse. I'm your host, Amanda. I'm Reginald. Really? Yes. Really? What does that mean, Evan? It's a name of a bear that eats dandelions. <laughs> Reggie! Oh, God. Okay. Um, I don't remember how we start this thing. We've only done six episodes, seven, I don't know. Okay, so I said the welcome back. I said the name. We introduce ourselves. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm fan-freaking-tastic get started yes yeah do you have any corrections from last week we did black sabbath no but i do have a question i don't think you did just because of how close these are the last couple ones uh did you get a chance to get into any more black sabbath you said you wanted to no because we went out of town and when we go out of town who is responsible for all the packing and organizing and planning and snack gathering and loading of the car and... Okay, I load the car because I'm the mule. You took things to the car. I had to... I placed them in the car. Whatever. But again, who is responsible for 97 and 3 fourths percent of the work? Me. You lying sack of shit. <laughs> Oh, God. So, no, I did not get a chance to listen to any more Black Sabbath. Okay. So, no corrections? No. So, I know we always end the episode by saying what we're going to do the next episode. And in case you didn't catch it by that or the actual episode title as you are opening your podcast app, maybe you can guess it by the by what Evan called himself. So this week we're doing Elton John's Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, which is number 118 on that very long Rock and Roll Hall of Fame list we're doing. This album was released on October 5th of 1973 and was a double album with a total of 17 tracks. Yes. Can I interject something real quick? Can sure. I inge- Can I interject a third thing real quick? Sure. Take it away. It's actually his second album that year. Um, okay. Just Thanks for taking away something I was going to say later. God, we are bad at, you are bad at organizing this. Whatever. Okay, so do you want to start with all the history then? No, because I don't want to take anything else that you're going to say. Jesus Christ. So the album is uh, Elton John's seventh studio album, and it was designed to be a blockbuster. So when he went into the studio, he had an idea. He's like, this has got to be big gotta be huge we gotta do the damn thing and the overall theme was to showcase his talents and personality so it's credited as being the album that introduced elton john the entertainer so here is where do you remember it's been a while since we've seen rocket man the movie about his life but do you remember in a lot of the shows that he did like he's got the grand like um spectacle of costumes and he's he's like donald duck 
Yeah, and he's, like, just out- playing the piano outrageously and, and jumping around, smashing it, you know, doing all these theatrics. Have you ever played the piano before? Mm-hmm. I played for five years. You played piano for five years? Yeah. You didn't know that? I did not know that. Learning something new about you every day. So, you know, you, you sit there. You're supposed to sit there and they when they teach you piano, like, they teach you all about your posture and you're supposed to be, like, kind of a prim and proper thing. The piano is a very prim and proper instrument. You don't play with your pinkies. You, what? Yeah, you keep your pinkies out when you're playing. You you use your pinkies. No, they're it's not like you're not holding a teacup. What? Shut up. So anyway, the piano is a very prim and proper instrument, and he wanted he used this in rock and roll, and so it, like this album is where we got to see all the crazy shit he did, and it really like showcased that he was kind of like. I don't want to say easing into it because it was his seventh album, but he was you making it more pronounced in this album. And the recording for this didn't take long. Uh, Elton John originally wanted to record in Jamaica because the Rolling Stones had recorded Goat's, Goat's Head Soup there, but it just didn't work out. The thought that... Yes. Go. Go. God damn it. The thought... <laughs> they thought that the recording equipment was substandard and the environment hostile, so they dipped back to New York. However, because they had written a handful of songs while in Jamaica, they were able to record 21 songs in just seven days. With, with sorry, in just a dozen days, with 17 of them staying on this record. Okay, I want to interject. Yes. Interject away. Okay. First, uh, do you have anything more on the studio? No. Okay. Bernie uh, Taupin said that there's barbed wire around the studios, guys with machine guns, people yelling obscenities in, at us in the street. There wasn't one positive vibe in the place. Do you think that's what they meant by hostile? Maybe. <laughs> Again, um, could we like focus on you laughing into the microphone instead of just like do- doing that dry heave thing you do? Ha. Huh. Are you huh. joking right now? <laughs> Um, I thought it was in France. They actually, no, it's a, it was called Chateau something, which is why you might been confused on why it was in France. I I thought it was recorded in Paris because that's where they, didn't they record the other, the last two there? Yeah. So maybe, I don't know. Because they were, because it was this uh, the one before it, Don't Shoot Me, I'm Only the Piano Player, and then Honky Chateau was also yeah. was all recorded in one place. So maybe you were right. Maybe my information was just when they went back to New York to kind of regroup. And then I had, and then I thought it was 15 days, but still. Not very long. Okay. Um, there are many different influences in this record, not just in terms of sound, but of what other artists influenced them. Um American singer-songwriters like David Ackles, Randy Newman, and Jimmy Webb can be heard among several tracks, while reggae artist Toots Bibbert, I hope that's right, and the <laughs> My Tells can be heard in Jamaica Jerk Off. My Contact... That's, that's an interesting song. Yeah, my, my Contact is like all dry, and so a lot of these words are blurring, and I'm trying my best, so I apologize. But out of all that, you should recognize the name Randy Newman. Yeah. Uh, what is it, Short People? 
you're gonna go with short people instead of you know the music from toy story which uh-huh. is probably his most famous step you're a dick um and john's first hit from the albums which was saturday night's all right for fighting was actually writer Bertie toppin's attempt to get away from writing about american culture and focus more about his time growing up in britain the song would end up becoming an instant success in america so like up to this time they were focusing on breaking into the scene in america and being popular in america so Taupin wrote a lot of songs like based on america writing about like their cult the culture here and like it was heavily influenced by that so this is the first one where he was writing about his experience which is really odd a lot of musicians write based on their own personal history and experiences and stories so it's kind of weird that this was kind of like a reversal seven you know albums in so you have your hand up. I know. And it is I'm, very distracting. And I'm going to wait until you're done with your sentence. Well, I appreciate the fact that you are being respectful and waiting until I quit talking before you talk, which is, I know, a new concept for you. The fact that you are sitting there with your hand raised for the entirety while I talk is very, very distracting. I'm just throwing that out there. Is it more or less distracting than Elton John's outfits? more distracting okay sir i also want to say that uh they attempted to record a version of saturday night while they were in jamaica Mm -hmm. so then they took so they kind of had an idea of what they wanted well that's that's what i said a lot of the songs that well they had a handful of them written in during their time in jamaica well i don't know if they had ever i think they wrote them but i don't know if they had gotten a chance to record mm. any of them. I think that's the one that they specifically said that, yes, we got an attempt at recording this. Continue. Oh, I'm done. Bring on your part of the Oh, history. you're done? I'm done. Okay. Because I have a few things to say. I'm sure you do. Not all of them are attached to this or relevant to this. And per usual. I need, a, I need a screen lock so this doesn't rotate when I slightly move my hand okay the engineer on this album and this is this is a callback to episodes past the engineer on this album worked with david bowie a little bit while bowie was producing the moth the hoople album all the young dudes which bowie gave to them during the ziggy stardust Mm -hmm. sessions so everything's connected Full circle. Yep. Uh, so normally, they'd wake up for breakfast. Elton would go to the piano to write. They'd learn that they song and then be like, okay, we're going to record this. And it took them like four or five times. And that was it. Like, next. Um, the I'm going to tell you the name and then I'm going to tell you who it is. And then you're gonna you're gonna make the connection. Davy Johnstone. Discount Tom Petty. You know who I'm talking about? Oh, the guitarist? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh I've seen him write songs in the time that it's taken me to make a chicken sandwich. Uh if he wrote a song in roughly twenty minutes, we'd go over there and by the time we plugged in and got our shit together and played it a couple of times, that would be another fifteen minutes. 
the then the red light would go on and usually the second or third take would be the one that we'd end up with. Sometimes it would go to four or five, but that didn't often happen. A lot of times we'd use the first take. So they, they have it. I saw that it's not necessarily a band. It was more of a family that they kind of, everybody knew each other and kind of knew how to go off mm -hmm. of each other. Well, that's, off of that, each other. That's, that's really good when you have musicians like that that can work well with each other and you get in this rhythm. and Yeah, and then uh, a couple other things. So the engineer that I was telling you about, uh, so he said that Elton John alternated between the grand piano and an electric piano while putting down a scratch vocal with each tune. Then, the day after recording a track, we'd overdub his lead vocal and he was done. And he basically said he gets bored in the studio. Uh, he's got no patience for fiddling around with overdubs and doing backing vocals. So, during these sessions, he'd do his bit and bugger off into Paris where he'd Yves Saint Laurent and buy 20 pairs of trousers in different colors, along with loads of jewelry and God knows what else. Like, you just add in outfits to the collection. Mm -hmm. uh, I saw a quote that there may be no record that captures his gifts more perfectly than Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, and it's the quintessential Elton John album. Mm -hmm. um, do you remember the homework that I gave you? Uh, yep. The the war album, The World is a Ghetto. Yep. So, yeah, uh, Yellow Brick Road was not released in enough time to overtake that as the best-selling album of 73. But it take, it, I think it outsold everything that was released in 74. Okay. Um, so what was the purpose of me listening to that? Which I totally did, by the way. Was that just for that comment? Yeah. That Are is, you kidding? That, that has no relevance in anything else. Yes, it is. Because it's you talk about how popular an album like this is. You take and look at what albums were more popular than at, at the time. Yeah, but this came out in October. You don't have a lot of selling time. And Okay, you have really got to work on elaborating you cannot just send me a link to apple music for what, what was it again homework no 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 no. oh what did you uh, say the world is a ghetto by war yes okay and then the next text says homework it doesn't say this is something related to elton john it doesn't say anything and it just literally says homework to what? I was also recording or like researching the next whatever episode we're doing after this. And you have to elaborate. I cannot read your motherfucking mind, man. Well, fine. Then I will, instead of elaborating like you want me to, I'm only going to say a couple things on the legacy and then I will let you elaborate. Are you kidding? You're going to be kind of petty now? Uh-huh. Jesus like Christ. Like Tom Petty. Oh, for fuck. That's why I'm a heartbreaker. <laughs> I hate you so much. Oh, you and your dad jokes. Oh. 
Okay, I have a few things on legacy, and then I'll You're let you. You're so proud of yourself too. Like, uh huh. I see. God. So I'm gonna say a few things, and then I'm gonna let you be the one to elaborate. I'm gonna take your silence as uh, you're gonna just sit there and let me do what I want. Will you continue? Okay. I'm over this. I know whoever's listening to this, like the three people that might listen to this, are over it. Uh, it is widely regarded as his best album. Uh, it's his most popular, having notched up worldwide sales in excess of 31 million. Uh, topped the U.S. chart for eight weeks. Went to number one in the U.K. Uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road went to six. And then here in the States it went to number two. Here's one for you. And then I'll get into the actual review that I found. Elton John had six number one singles on the Billboard chart in the 70s. This is just 70s as a whole. Second only to what band? Do do I have to give you a serious... Mm -hmm. Like, I have to try this. Okay, so say the thing again. He had six number one singles on the Billboard chart in the 70s. Second only to... It's a band, not an individual. Stones. No. Led Zeppelin. I'll give you one more. That's your third guess? Sure. No. Bee Gees. Ah! You kidding me? No. It's the only band that had more number ones in the 70s. Okay. Okay. So I want to read to you from the original Rolling Stone review from 1973. There are two things that I want to read and then I will let you elaborate on your thing. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll stop, elaborate, and listen. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> Don't like that. Okay. Uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road is a massive double record exposition of unabashed fantasy, myth, wet dreams, and cornball acts, an overproduced array of musical portraits and hard rock and roll that always threatens to founder too fat to float, artistically doomed by pretension, but redeemed commercially by the presence of a couple brilliant tracks out of a possible 18. So they split uh, Funeral for a Friend and Love Lies Bleeding into mm-hmm. two. Uh, this, this new record is a big fruity pie that simply doesn't bake, but oh lord how it tries. And it's specifically called out Candle in the Wind. Okay. Candle in the Wind is the first heavy lyrical fantasy the tune is prettily solemn and unbelievably corny, a necrophiliac erection for Marilyn Monroe. Whoa. All right. That's, that's the original Rolling Stone review. That's all right. Yeah, that's what I was like. Okay. Uh, I actually don't think it was meant to be a double album. It just kind of work, work, work. Work, 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 work. Yeah. And it's like, okay, we have enough material. We're going to do this. So I will let you elaborate. Okay, so overall this album was received well, despite your... Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently not by Rolling Stone. Fans said otherwise. And again, this is... Reviews are... It, it's in the eye of the beholder, you know. So it's it was received well by fans and was described as being a musical in its own right, ranging over a whole gamut of ideas and concepts. 
It included a slow building opener, some gentle ballads, a reggae-inspired song, and several upbeat pieces. So like you said, it, it charted number one in the UK over Christmas time, staying there for two weeks, and um, number eight here in the States. What are you looking for? My mind. You ain't gonna find it, but seriously, what are you looking for? Because you moving around, looking around under your butt on the couch is very distracting. What are you looking for? Can you just tell me? Wait, it was your phone? Yes. Really? Yes. I you know, you're supposed later. to be on your phone now. I did it for later. I'm not going to be on it now. Okay. So, it, uh, the album was certified gold upon release, reaching eight times platinum by 2014, and it currently resides in the Grammy Hall of Fame. I think that was in 2003, maybe? The Grammy Hall of Fame? So, like, 30 years later? I don't know. If you knew, why didn't you say it? Because I don't know. <laughs> type, type, type. I will look it up. Bullshit. See, I need my phone. Oh my god. So the singles, um, Saturday Night's Alright for Fighting, reached number seven in the UK. Goodbye Yellow Brick Road was number two. Um, Candle in the Wind, number 11. Then, here's a fun fact about that, that song turned around to be the best-selling single of all time after it was rewritten for the death of Princess Diana in 97. And Benny and the Jets topped at 15. Um, so, I don't have anything else about like the reviews and and all that stuff but um one note i wanted to add was the one thing i really really love about elton john is how open he is to working with other artists like he loves that shit um now i i know i'm sure there's many others but over the years i these are the ones i Without really doing the research into it, these were the ones I remember. So How he's dare done. you not do research? How dare you pull a Reginald? Ding, 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 ding. It was 2003, by the way. Thank you. Because I did research. Thank you, sir, for this breaking news update. May I continue? Yes. Um, so some of the artists that I know he's worked with, have been Ed Sheeran, Dua Lipa, Fall Out Boy, and Eminem. But like I said, I'm sure there's a lot of others. It's just th- those were the ones I knew off the top of my head. Uh, I think the only one, the only other one I know off the top of my head is I believe he worked with Scissor Sisters. Really? Which you listen to that and you listen to Elton John, you're like, okay, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, but it's he's just he loves that, and we'll we'll come back to that later on but what is your face about he likes to stop collaborate and listen to other artists i want to die right now you're being awful um so he's really appreciative of other artists like i said he loves to collaborate for this album's 40th anniversary in in uh, 2014 a deluxe reissue was released and included nine covers recorded by modern-day artists. So Ed Sheeran did Candle in the Wind, Zach Brown Band did Harmony, Emily Sandy did All the Girls Love Alice, and Melda May did Your Sister Can't Twist. I, I saw the, when I was going through to listen to it, I saw the 40th, and I, I saw that there's a track list, but I didn't mm-hmm. see who it was by. There was also some live stuff from 73. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's really cool that he, he, like, he wants to do shit with other people. Oh, like, he did, 
that, that commercial you remember that commercial with um lil nas x for was it uber eats i think so that <laughs> you don't look broke you don't look broke that that cracks my shit up every time i see it but he's just he loves working with other people and then at the same turn he's like yeah do my shit you know cover my shit too so i that to me is impressive because a lot of artists they're very i think they're very particular and if they if somebody wants to cover them a lot of times they're like nah you don't touch this this is my stuff and what's with all the early 90s rap references tonight don't touch this um close enough sir it's can't touch this and if you're going to do mc hammer you need to do the dance with the parachute pants all i can think of is the carlton dance and that is not no not the correct dance so that's all i had do you have anything else to add before we move on to personal reviews uh no it doesn't look like it okay so do you want to go first or do you want me to go uh i'm gonna we're gonna see if we can do the guessing game oh we're doing the game okay okay so you guessing me first yeah um well looking at the track list do you want all the ones that i think you kept or just the just the highlights or like the number okay so you're gonna keep Candle in the Wind, Betty the Jets, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. And I'm going to say that your favorite one is The Ballad of Danny Bailey because it references Dillinger. Why would that be a thing? I don't I'm Elaborate. asking I'm asking you to tell me. Why would that why would I be interested in that? I don't know. I don't listen to anything that you say. <laughs> I haven't, I didn't know that your was it your mom's side my dad's side dad's side my grandmother's side like his his so his mother's side of the family is related mm-hmm. way down the ways uh, it's like the extended 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 branch it's the peter jackson version of lord of the rings extended yes <laughs> uh and there are probably a couple others. Um, get it, lyrics aside, because I have a couple things I want to touch on of those. Uh, All the girls love Alice and your sister can't twist in Saturday night. Saturday night for sure, but those those middle two. Yeah, those are good uh, guess. Maybe a B. Okay. Okay. Now, so, how wrong am I? Wrong. Yeah, I figured. Um. I gave it an A. Okay. Not an A plus, only because there were more songs that I weren't a fan of versus the ones that I were that I was keeping. You're right on all the songs that I, I wanted to keep. Goodbye Yellow Brick Road was my favorite. Um over the years I have been getting so <laughs> surprised more older. and more into what? I said older. Listen. It's your fault for engaging in these conversations and, and giving a reaction. In this marriage. Well, no, it's you're marrying in this marriage. You're not engaging. I. There are no words. Like it's, yes, there are. You just never learned. Oh them. yeah, here are the words. Fuck you. Dear, Mama Evan, did you not know abortions were a thing? <laughs> Sincerely, your daughter-in-law. 
Um, so as I, over the years, I've gotten more and more into um, true crime and all that stuff. And um, so I didn't, I never really cared for Candle in the Wind until I started to listen more about the story of Marilyn Monroe. Have you ever really like listened to anything about her? No, but I know that she died in 1962. Yes. Do you know how? Mm, wasn't it an overdose? Yes, but uh, very much, very similar to Cobain, there's talks that it was... That she was killed by the CIA because of the JFK thing and other acronyms? Uh, well, that's one theory, but she was... Um, so, okay, so you know, there's, there's there's a lot of pressure on women in general. There's even more pressure on women in Hollywood. She was really pressured to be somebody she wasn't comfortable with, but it was... She was forced to do things she was not comfortable with and forced to, like, do things... Like, work long hours, not being able to take breaks. And, like, her mental health was just spiraling out of control. And um, she... So, it's, it's like, her story is really sad. And that, that's not why we're here for this episode. But, so, hearing more about that makes me appreciate the song more. And I, I've, we've talked before that I'm not really a lyrics person I'm more of the music person like it speaks to me musically if the sound of it is is a certain way and I prefer it like I could care less what the actual lyrics are but knowing Marilyn's story now and hearing these lyrics I enjoy it more um so despite being a fan of Elton John overall I didn't really care for the bulk of this album um most of the songs were just kind of okay to me but I'm wondering if that's because most of the material I enjoy are the ones that, that I hear over and over again on the radio and that I know. Yeah. But the one I did not care for um, from this was Roy Rogers. Because I'm, I'm not a fan of country. There are some songs that are okay to me. But this one had too much of a country twang for my taste. But other than that, not bad. Okay. I want to say a couple things real quick since you brought them up. I want to say something on the lyrics. Did you... So I know you listen to it, but I have it through the TV, so I see the lyrics. Did you look at the lyrics for the fact that my screen went gray? And also, uh, Dirty Little Girl? Did you read those lyrics at all? No. Okay, I'm going to get it directly from Apple Music, because I want to make sure that I get it right. Uh, and i got to turn this down so it doesn't get copyright. Uh, where is it? I did not have it loaded because I am not prepared. Surprise. Okay, now it is... Dirty. Okay. Someone grab that bitch by the ears, rub her down, scrub her back, turn her inside out. Because I, uh, I bet she hasn't had a bath in years. Listen to that like, What? All right. And did you read the lyrics for All the Girls Love Alice? I'm going to give you a guess. Yes. That's incorrect. Okay. Uh, 
So she is 16 in the story. Uh, all the uh, girls love Alice, tender young Alice. They say, come over and see me. Come over and please me. Uh, okay, uh, Alice, it's my turn today. All the young girls love Alice, tender young Alice. They say, if, you give, if I give you my number, will you promise to call me? Wait until my husband's away. Uh, getting your kicks in another girl's bed. Uh, one or two middle-aged dykes and a go-go. And what do you expect from a 16-year-old yo-yo? I think we get the point. Yeah, I was reading that. I was like, that is not what I expected from this album. Um, and I had one on Roy Rogers edits. It sounds like Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. You think so? A little bit. Okay. So am I guessing for you? Yes. Okay, so I think you're keeping many of the same songs I kept, um, but except you're not keeping Candle when it's too slow for you. No, I'll keep it. Um, I mean, I may not listen to it all the time, but I'll keep it. I think your favorite one is Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. You are incorrect. What? What is it? Well, what was my... Okay, so... We'll get to that in a second. So what are the other ones that I would have kept? Uh, I don't have the full track list, so I don't know. Just tell me. Here. Just tell me. Oh, hold on. Here's, Just tell me. I want to give you the Dramatic. track list. Dramatic. Just tell me. Here's the track list. I, how am I going to do this without hitting the microphone? All right. And I still hit the table. Um. Okay, so you're keeping Benny and the Jets. Okay. Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. Okay. This song has no title, if only because of the title. Nope. No? Gray Seal. Do you make a jerk off because of the title? Nope. Gray Seal, yes. All the Girls Love Alice. Yep. Social Disease. Nope. Okay, just tell me. I'm tired of this game. (laughs) Your Sister Can't Twist. Okay. And Funeral for a Friend. Okay. And this will surprise... Well, there are two things. Um, so you know how I told you that Dream Theater did the whole Master Puppets thing as mm-hmm. an encore live? They also played Funeral for a Friend live. God, the amount of notifications you have on your phone, it it upsets me. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is my... You said Saturday Night was my favorite song? Yes, but you said no. Favorite song, Funeral for a Friend. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love the the long tracks. Like, the, the, the show off all the music mm-hmm. talent. Um, what is that 20-minute song? Is that John 5? Dream Theater. Dream Theater. Which one? I don't know. There's one you always play, Six I Degrees? Think. Sure. Six Degrees of Inner Turbulence? The it's one that's 45 minutes that they played with the live orchestra? You're like, listen to this. It's, it's the greatest parts. thing. And I took a nap and had four sandwiches and took a shower. I mean... No, the greatest one... We'll get to in about two and a half months, I think, is when it shows up on our list. Somewhere, somewhere soon. 2112. Again. Audio medium. This is my one per recording. Um, a couple things that I want to note. So, goodbye, Elbrick Road. I'm going to call you out, and then I'm going to show you my notes. Goodbye Yellow Brick Road is my second favorite 
song off the album and it had why would it be my second favorite because you have one that you like better (laughs) and not because of wizard of oz kansas okay i figured you were gonna try and throw that in there no uh because it literally did not cross my mind until just now so i'm gonna give you one more piece of information oh and then you need to you need to guess my rating b um plus benny and the jets was released as a single in 1974 it is not the only single that year that has a stutter with a with a word that starts with b really you ain't seen nothing yet by Bachman Turner Overdrive was uh, also released. Baby was also released in 1974. So that's something that's just very interesting. That the two main songs that have a stutter in them were released in the same year. Well, hot damn! If that's the ever the final Jeopardy question, you'll be good to go. So what did you say my rating was? B plus. I will I will go on the high side and I will say B minus. I said B, between a B minus and a C plus. Um, a C plus. The so it's it's four sides. A is fantastic. That would that was funeral for a friend, candle in the wind, Benny and the Jets, and the start of the B side was start of side two of the record was goodbye yellow brick road. After that, it just. You know how I had Nirvana just starts off, never mind, just starts off mm-hmm. great. And then just, this is more egregious because of how, yes, there are songs that are, that I would keep off of it. But as a, yes, I see the wheels trying to turn. No, I'm more stuck on the fact that I think the word egregious is the biggest word I think I've ever heard you use. Hippopotamus. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it just all... It's a different form of boring than Sgt. Pepper's. Like, it all kind of sounds the same. It's not that there's nothing there. It's just, like I said, it's, there were points where I I struggled to get through because it's like it's just kind of, it's just plodding along like, come on, let's get, hold on, let's get to the next song off here. Because, like, to make a jerk off, I, I did not like that song. That was probably one of my least favorite songs that we've had during this project. But yeah, like I said, I think Roy Rogers and Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, they're kind of similar. So you know the whole ACDC thing that that somebody said that you've got, I think it's 14 albums that all sound the same, and the guitar said, no, that's not true. we got 15 that all sound the same. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the same kind of line that it, it's all just it's not that it's i like this type i do like like the disco light i guess would be a i guess would be a a way to call it it's like that it's like that really upbeat 70s stuff but it's not as I, okay i can't hold this in anymore i'm sorry you just called Elton John boring. Who are you? I'm also the people. I'm the person that called the Beatles boring. I. I married a stranger. 
Who the fuck are you? That's the oh my God. that's the takeaway from that whole thing. Not that Elton John is disco light. I. What is? Okay, so do you want to start your final thoughts, or do you want me? Uh, do I need to defend myself and say that Elton John as a person isn't boring? It was the the music on the album on this specific album that I found boring. I mean. If you feel the need to dig yourself out of this hole, but let me tell you, you're going to be digging for a while. So, should I just go? What are you doing? What? I'm burying you. <laughs> We're not talking stepbrothers. So, I'm just going to go, since you're not giving me a straight answer. Um, overall, a good album, and I can see why it was, why it was so much at the time. Like, why it was so huge, why people liked it. Um, it really showcases it. Show, wow, that's not a word. Showcases Elton's talents over a variety of musical styles. So it's not just like there are some some artists when you listen to them, you're like, "Yep, that's them. I can tell it's them." And, uh, and on that, I think, ding. yeah, Gray Seal is is one of the like Saturday nights. All right, Gray Seal is like it's it's more it's Billy Joel on Coke. It's what you think of when you think of Elton John. You you know, it's a little bit more upbeat and all that. Okay. And those are the two that stood out. Because yeah. can, uh, Betty and Jets, I, for whatever reason, I thought that was a faster song. Mm-hmm. You know, Funeral for a Friend is slow. Candle and slow. Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road is slow. Uh, the back half, like All the Girls Love Alice, Sister Can't Twist, Saturday Night, Grace Seal, all those are relatively faster. Mm-hmm. And you think... I'm sorry, you think what? Now you're just going to stop because now you realized you interrupted me? No, because I don't think. So therefore, I cannot finish that sentence. God damn it. Um, so, like I said, this showcases his talents over a variety of musical styles. However, because he has so many great songs... I wouldn't necessarily rate this album among my favorites based on the number of songs I would keep. Just because... And this is me not... Yes, I say I'm a fan of Elton John. But I don't know what songs are off of what album. I just know I like this Elton John song. So I didn't... When I actually had to listen to this one, I expected to know more off of it. And I didn't. Yeah, it's like... Okay, I know that... That's always played, that's always played, that's always played. What is the rest of this? Right. But that's kind of my thoughts. So, do you have any more? No? Huh? Hold on. Don't interrupt. It's rude. I'm sorry, but we're on an audio medium, and people can't see that you're looking at your notes to try to figure out where you are in your place, and they're hearing nothing as you try to get yourself organized. So I'm trying to fill the dead air is what I'm trying to do. You're going to be dead air in a minute. That's unnecessary. <laughs> Did you not the fact that, hey, don't interrupt me. It's rude. <laughs> you, no. did, you didn't hear that at all, did no, you? No, I didn't. So do you have any any final thoughts or we move it on to the next thing? No, I'm not Jerry Springer. I don't have any final thoughts. My God, everything. Everything's got to be a thing with you. So, um, we are recording this on April 10th, and now is where we would get into the This Day in History and Birthdays, but before we do, 
we're going to hopefully briefly talk a little bit about what happened last night. Well, you're going to talk. I'm going to sit here pretty and look at you. Well, now who's filling the now who has the dead air? I was gonna say now if you're able to to do such a difficult task in terms of sitting there and looking pretty and then also just staring at me and keeping quiet and well the difficult task for you is being brief about anything i mean if you had said hey i'm gonna be short with you about this then yeah i can see that but it you know if i didn't have to fucking stop every 32 seconds because you interrupt me and then i have to restart my thought to make it coherent, not just for myself, but for our listeners. But that's why Sir, be- ding, stop it. That's why you become like me and just don't think. It I makes it a lot easier. hate less everything stressful. about this right now. So anyway, what did we do last night? The same thing we do every night. Go to bed. <laughs> I- Audio medium, they cannot hear your death glare. Are you shitting my dick right now? I just, I don't, okay, fuck you, I'm not going to bring you into this conversation anymore. Good. I'm going to, I'm going to do it all on my own. So, last night, we actually saw Elton John in concert, it's his farewell Yellow Brick tour, Yellow Brick Road tour, so we got to, we got to see it, and I was, I was so excited to see this, I've, I've never seen Elton John in concert, I've never seen somebody so big before i think i mean i've not been to many concerts um yes you would recognize the names but i don't think compared if you compare the list of people i've seen i don't think anybody's as big as elton john to the ones i've seen probably not so i was i was so excited and uh, it, I always thought it was funny anytime anybody asked what we were doing this weekend and I told them, they would always give me this look like, you're going to see who now? Because, <laughs> like, and you even made the comment when you saw somebody, you're like, hey, we're not the youngest people here. <laughs> I, th- I think on on that real quick, on the top of the biggest artist, I think the biggest artist that I would have seen would have been Alice Cooper. And that and that's the same kind of like that stage, the that, that stage presence mm-hmm. and... It's gone. Yes, he's still he's still doing it, but they're both in their seventies. I mean, it, you got to tone it down at some point. And but when when did Alice Cooper last put out music? It's fairly recently. Twenty one. Right? Twenty one. And that's same thing with Elton John. So he just did a Christmas song with Ed Sheeran this last Christmas, and he's got a song out now with Dua Lipa. Which is he did a. So I think it's what is it? Wonderful Crazy Night. I think is what it is, and that was. Maybe like 14, 16, mm-hmm. somewhere in that range. He, when he was going to be done. And then during the lockdown, the I think the album was called The Lockdown Sessions. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we went to see Elton John last night. And so we, we wanted to do this recording while it was still fresh in our minds. And I, overall, what did you think of the concert? I enjoyed it. He does not fuck around. So there, there was no headliner. It was just Elton John. He went on almost exactly at eight oh five, and played for almost two and a half hours. I think I, I think on, if you want to check it, it's on uh, setlist.fm, and you type in Elton John, you can find the tour dates, and mm-hmm. it has the, you go through it. It's it was at uh, Rupp Arena, which 
I think I was more interested to go to Rupp Arena than to see Elton John specifically. Like, I would have loved to go to that venue to see anybody, just because I would have loved to go to that venue. Okay, so I'm going to go off on a little tangent here, real quick. You on a tangent? You, and not many of our gentle listeners know this, depending on how many people are listening. Is it three or four people this time around? But five. Five. Evan is from Kansas. He is a huge fan of Kansas Jayhawk basketball. Like, to the point that if they start a game and the, at 9.30 at night, in the middle of the fucking week, this man will stay up late to watch the game even though his ass has to be at work at 5.30 in the goddamn morning. I've done it. I've started the game at about 10.30. Dang. So, gentle listeners, Rupp Arena. And rough. Are you quite finished? Rupp Arena is where the Kentucky Wildcats play. A quote-unquote rival of the buzzards of Kansas. So this man decided he was going to wear his Jayhawk sweatshirt there. And thought that people were going to get after him for being on quote-unquote enemy territory. To the point where he talked about it for a good two weeks before we even went down there. And instead of just avoiding it, this motherfucker who likes to stir the pot decided to wear the goddamn sweatshirt anyway and then kept talking about, I wonder how many people are going to say something. I wonder, to the point where like, I was almost going to sacrifice him and just say, you guys want him, take him, I'm out. I don't know this man, I'm going to walk away and just start fresh with a new marriage because I was so over this bullshit and we're standing in the merch line and I see he leaves me a tiny ass short smart. a tiny ass short person in a sea of people with my high anxiety you leave me in the merch line to fend for myself did you deserve it no were you being a bitch <laughs> god damn it you leave me and you go find people to talk to which is a common thing that you do that's a thing you do. you leave me all the time in a store and I find you just talking to random people. And you were talking to Kentucky fans. And it was like, it was almost, if, if I had to take a guess, you specifically did it because nobody was saying shit about your Jayhawk sweatshirt. So you were like, oh, I'm going to go stir the pot over here and see if I can get a comment. Okay, your ears obviously don't work because they called me out. Excuse me, sir. We were inside of the arena where it was fucking loud. I couldn't hear shit. They called me out. I didn't know that. Which is why I went over. But, so, yeah, anyway, you're an idiot. And the people behind us in line to get into the building, there was a guy in a Kansas shirt. But it was a sweatshirt. baby, baby tiny Jayhawk. Not well, his baby anything. ears. It could fit in your tiny baby hands. Oh, Jesus. So, anyway, but, yeah, so Elton John plays for... Two and a half hours. He took maybe a five-minute break uh, at a point where, like, do you remember where the piano was moving across the stage and then he went off and he did, like, a costume change and came back on? I think it was during Candle in the Wind. It was, I don't remember like, when halfway, it was. halfway through. They, the, and then I, that's I where remember, all the thunder. I know him. Huh? That was when all the thunder happened. 
I remember moving across. And then there was like there was a break and there I was just there, lightning and thunder. I wonder if that was at the He had two costume changes then. Yeah, he did. Because he had one after everything and then came back out for a couple more. Yeah. No, this is the one with the, the diamond. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I'd have to go through my pictures and figure out when exactly that yeah. is. So anyway, um even though this is called the Farewell Yellow Brick Tour. Yellow Brick I, why why can't I not remember the word road? Goodbye Yellow Brick Road Tour. Farewell Yellow Brick Road Fuck Tour. Fuck me. That do you think you're gonna hear the leaf blower? I don't know. I hope not. I anyway, they, if you do I don't think they heard the candle in the wind in the last episode. Oh my god. Um, the first four tracks from Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, so Funeral for a Friend, Candle in the Wind, Benny and the Jets, and Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, plus Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting were all played off of this record. So I thought that was cool. He ended the show with Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, which, fitting, duh, very neat. Like I said, he does not fuck around. He talked very little. He, I mean, he did tell some stories, but it was mostly, like, to have everybody do like their maybe a little you know get a sip of water change your guitar if you need to and yeah because i think he introduced the band and then he said that i th- believe that was his last show for a couple of days and he was gonna fly back and see yeah. his kids yeah so um really great i thought hey before we get into this other thing should we probably thank our sources yeah so Okay. Well, are we are we doing birthdays? Yeah, day? we're gonna we're gonna do all that like we normally do. I thought that comes after. That's oh, after what? our sources. Okay. I don't know. I don't have the I don't have the actual pre-production meeting spreadsheet of what we're supposed to do because you're so fucking organized compared to me, who just flies by like a candle in the wind. <laughs> I'm gonna reference it one more time. I'm gonna make it work. <laughs> I'm gonna snuff your candle. So you die. <laughs> I don't think our listeners want to be around when you stuff my kid. <laughs> Damn it, I set myself up for that one. I hate myself. I hate it. I hated it. So real quick, thank you to um, Elton John, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road from allmusic.com. Thank you to Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, um, Elton John's Path to Greatness by Paul Sexton, published October 6, 2021, and I don't know where I got that and didn't write that one down, apparently. Um, and thank you to Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, published by John Tobler in 1995 on albumlinernotes.com. So do you have any others? I don't know what to do. You didn't take all my sources. <gasps> oh my girl, you gotta read them now. I don't wanna. Read your sources. Uh, thank you to the Rolling Stone review, even though you were a giant dick to him. Uh, it was Stephen Davis's. Stephen Davis reviewed the album on November twenty second, nineteen seventy three, and I'm surprised you didn't get the uh, one from Sound on Sound, the Elton John Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, uh, by Richard Buskin in October of twenty eleven. Hmm. I'm surprised you actually let me have sources this time. Yay. You are so welcome. <laughs> okay, so before we do this day in history, 
We're going to open this. I thought we were doing the history first. And then open. Okay. So because our, that's gonna that's gonna be a whole thing. So we can. Okay, that's fine. So um, all right. Like I said, we're recording this April tenth. So this day in history, April tenth, nineteen sixty-two, the Beatles' former bass player. Do you know the name? Ron McGovern. Is that a real name, or are you just throwing out it? That's the original Metallica bassist. Before Cliff Burton. Idiot. Stuart Sutcliffe died from a brain hemorrhage at the age of 22. I I, I think I didn't know that name. Yeah. April 10th, 1970. Jim Morrison was dragged off stage by the keyboardist during a concert in Boston after Morrison asked the audience a very important... To stuff a scandal. If they'd like to see his genitals... (laughs) This came a year after Morrison was arrested in Miami for lewd behavior during a performance. I think I did know that story. Also in 1970, I have three 1970 things. Um, Paul McCartney issued a press statement announcing the split of the Beatles. Lennon later said that Paul didn't quit. Lennon sacked him. Okay. And last one. This day in 1970, very relevant... Elton John released his self-titled second studio album, which included Your Song. That was his first big hit. Uh, I think... Uh, you know how I know that? Because he said that at the concert. No, I thought Border Song was his first. Border Song was his first single. Your Song was his first hit. Okay. I don't know. Some They're all songs. They all sound the same. Sure. Uh, April 10th, 1976, Peter Frampton's Frampton Comes Alive went to number one in the U.S., becoming one of the biggest selling live albums in rock history. It's alive. Is that necessary? Yes. It is not. It is not. 1982, this band reached their number one album, which was their third studio album. That doesn't make sense. (laughs) No, it doesn't. (laughs) Reached... Reached number one. Okay, peek behind the curtain. I do these at work, <laughs> so they're quick in between phone calls. Um, okay, so this band reached number one with their third studio album. This album was also their first to be certified platinum in the United States. I will give you a hint. Led Zeppelin. No. Def Leppard. No. Have I seen this band? Yep. Yeah. Iron Maiden. With? Number of the Beast. Number of the Beast, yep. I knew I could give you very little information and you'd be able to guess it. Yeah, you said it's their third studio album. I'm like, yep. In 1985, Madonna started her first North American tour in Seattle with the Beastie Boys yep. serving as opening act. And when I read that, I was like, yeah, the beast- fuck? Yeah. Yeah. In, okay, April 10th, 1990, Tom Waits sued Doritos over the use of his voice in radio ads. I guess it's not Doritos. Are you, are you joking? Yes. He won, by the way, jagass. 1994, over 5,000 fans attended a public memorial service for Kurt Cobain. Because that was what, April 5th? April 5th, yeah. Um, 2001, Bruce Springsteen won a court battle over the rights of his songs. April 10th, 2005, the final episode of The Osbournes aired on... MTV. MTV. Which I'm glad you said that because I looked at my notes and for some reason it says MTC. I believe. <laughs> I'm to figure out what it was. And I, I think we'll get more into it later. 
and I'll have to do my research to make sure I'm correct. Do you know who Pat Boone is? Mm-hmm. I think Pat Boone is his neighbor. Pat Boone did a cover of Crazy Train, and I believe... Well, I, I believe Pat Boone did a cover of Crazy Train, which was the um, theme song for the Osbournes. It's just like, okay, it's... Continue. Thank you, sir. April 10, 2007, the former home former home of Johnny Cash was burned to the ground. The Tennessee-based home was where Cash and his wife, June Carter, wrote many of their songs as well as hosted fans and U.S. presidents as guests. And April 10th of 2019, Billie Eilish went to number one with her debut studio album, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? So, birthdays. Sheb Woolley. Who dat? Is he a mammoth? I do not have any more patience for your tomfoolery and shenanigans, sir. Maybe you should go to med school and become a doctor so you can get patience. I... I just said I do not have the patience for your tomfoolery and your shenanigans. What part of that don't you understand? So, listeners, if anybody thinks Evan is funny, please send $1 in care of Amanda Temption to my PayPal at worst gmail at <laughs> worst what are we worst pot on Mars at gmail.com and I will send you Evan <laughs> and I wash my hands of him anyway he he wrote the purple people eater mm. you know that uh, one eye one horn flying purple people okay so you need a year well I'm I'm also trying to think of I know uh, okay, so that would have been in the that would have been in the before time. So, thirty seven. In the before time, sir, please describe to me what the before time is. Anything before I was born, it's the Are before you time. Me? <laughs> Do you not know that from Calvin and Hobbes? No. There's a there's a strip. I'll have to find it. It's uh, when were the uh, United States of America founded? And he wrote two hundred BC. And teacher's like, 200 BC? Yeah, before Calvin. Stupid. Um, okay, 1921. Okay, that's way off. Bunny Whaler. Nope. Okay, Jamaican singer-songwriter and original member of Bob Marley and the Whalers. Oh, I thought he, I thought he worked on the fishing boat. Um, I am so tired of your bullshit. It is unreal. Well, apparently it is real because you keep bringing it up. I am hungry. Me wants a snack. Can you please finish this up so I can put some foods in my belly? 75. 47. That's what I said. That is not remotely close to what you said. Yeah, I said flip the numbers around and just take one off. Stop. I think. Stop. I don't think that's right at all. It is not. Ernest Stewart. I don't know. Casey and the Sunshine Band. 48. 50. So you were close. Brian Setzer. Stray Cats. And I'm also assuming the Brian Setzer Orchestra. And just Brian Setzer. Uh, 53. 59. And my last one. April 10th. Mandy Moore. 
Your face tells me I'm about to be real pissed off. I want to say 80s, but I don't think that's right. 70s? I'm just going to stare at you and let you do your thing. We'll say 80, because I don't remember how to split the difference like we did last time. 84. You were two. I fucking hate you. Okay, so now we doing this thing? So, uh, one thing we picked up was the program for the concert. It's the deluxe program, right? Yeah. And to describe it, it is square, like a vinyl cover. It's got yellow covering bricks. And a big E. What does the big E stand for, Evan? Evan! (laughs) And we decided to wait until we were on mic to open it. So I'm going to open it. Maybe. Get a little ASMR action. God, it really is like a vinyl. It's in the sleep. We should have opened this earlier. Why didn't we open this earlier? Evan, why did you convince me to wait? Hey, farewell, Yellow Brick Road. Hey, you said the word red this time. So the the cover of it, that was his background at the concert, the start of the concert. It's a yellow brick road and the words farewell or taking place at goodbye. So we open it up and we have a welcome with Sir Elton John. And he's thanking all his fans. And I'm going to try to go fast because you guys can't see it. So we have some original photos so this is yeah his sequin outfit at dodger stadium you know you can buy this Uh, i was looking at his merch on his website you can buy that and it's actually like reasonably the price is like 75 bucks i think we saw somebody in that yeah so just uh, flipping through it we have some more like photos of him but so far i mean i'm not very far into it but so far these are very recognizable outfits that like they used in the movie that was a good movie. I've only been interested in the artistic side of life. So now we just, we talk a little bit. Um, Elton John's been doing it for a long time, over 50 years. Yeah, because if you said 70 was a second one. Mm-hmm. So, oh, oh, I wanted to be like Jimi Hendrix. I kicked the piano t- stool away. I did handstands on the keyboard. So, like, Hendrix was very theatrical, wanting to do something different. So th- these two pages are different, like concert posters. I thought I look, look like from here album covers, but okay, yeah, I can. No, they're they're tour posters. So that's interesting. There's another one of Elton John. What's the quote? Unless you show off, you're not going to get noticed. Which is that's that's very true. Unless you do something to make yourself different, and put yourself out there. I think the only thing difference in the deluxe actually is going to be the sleeve. Yeah, you think so? But this one is uh, talks about him and Bernie Taupin, which is the guy he wrote with for many, many years. Um, so then it talks about creating the farewell tour. Some pictures here. Because this, this actually was supposed to be in 2020? I think so. I know... I know Judas Priest's 50th was in 20. Mm-hmm. 
But because of the vid, it got that... pushed back. That's Cher. Him and Cher. What are they sharing? A turkey sandwich. So then this is called We're Still Standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is his band members. So you have Discount Tom Petty. Um, shit, I don't remember who I said. Oh, you got Discount Brad Pitt. I don't remember who I said that one was. That was the drummer that was in the way back that also did the Timps. I don't know. Not Sean. I don't remember. But there's the throwback picture of them. Because that's one thing he said during the concert is when he introduced the individual band members. There was two that had been with him since the very beginning. I think that guitarist, Discount Tom Petty, was on this album. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, so just it, more about the individual band members. Then we got another shot of Elton John. The great thing about rock and roll is that someone like me can be a star. And that was like controversial. So you had Bowie, who was who came out as bi, not explicitly gay, around this time. And Elton John, I don't know when he officially came out as gay, but you suspected based on his flamboyant costumes and that's all people had to go on not that it mattered yeah but he always knew he was gay and that's that's a hard thing if, especially if you want to try to make it in, into something like rock and roll where it's it, the two at the time are like contradicting lifestyles and he just he was able to push through there's a uh, another one of the the big ones is uh, Rob Halford. He's gay? Yeah. For shit? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, from Judas Priest. Interesting. Yeah. And then one of his last pictures with a quote that says, Music has healing power. It has the ability to take people out of themselves for a few hours. And then a bunch of thank yous. And that's it. Real what? quick. Um, I know this was brief. Um, if you want to see more of the program, that's what that is, or some of the pictures that I've taken, I mean, we ha we'll we put some up on the OnlyFans page. <laughs> and by OnlyFans, you mean Instagram? Well, yeah, because OnlyFans go there. I am so done with this episode. Get out of my living room. Get out of my living room. Take your bullshit elsewhere. Do the outro. So thank you for listening. At least I hope you listen because I uh, got to be honest with you. I probably would shut this off a long time ago. Um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Worst on Mars. And like I said before, if you are interested in purchasing Evan from me, he will come with at least one set of fresh underwear, maybe two. Um, send one dollar. Depending, to... it depends on how far the trip is. <laughs> um, you can reach out to me at or us. We'll see. One or both. Of, okay. Anyway, at worst. No. What? What's our email? Worst. Worst. Pod. Pod. On. On. Venus. Mars at gmail.com. I'm the one that made these. Why can't I remember them? <sighs> so next week we are doing. Do you know what we're doing? Another album? Do you know what it is? No, do you? 
I'm fairly certain it is Miles Davis, Kind of Blue. Well, that's the one we're recording. Okay. <laughs> Whether or not that's the right one, that's the one we're recording. Okay, thanks. See you. Bye. There's a boob. Yeah. And she, I thought that was a cheeseburger. That's a planet. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, the quintessential show. So, okay, the quintessential show. I can't. What's this word? The. That's not what I'm pointing to, you jackass.